Hello, hello, everybody. It's your random podcaster, RJ, here. And I just want to say, wherever you are in the U.S. or the world, I hope you're comfortable. And I know that's a very broad statement, but reason why I say that, I'm in California, and it is fucking hot as balls. Like, I, I'm here in the, in this little makeshift studio with clothes hanging around left and right, and, you know, nice uh, padded walls here that make it look like an asylum, but just so that there's no reverb off the walls. It, it's hot as balls in here, but the funny part is... It is hotter outside this little studio. The rest of the house, it's like a fucking sauna. And we have a built wall built in AC unit that's running at maximum power. We bought one of those like rolling uh, air conditioner units that, you know, has a tube that shoots out the window and everything. And you just have that little attachment. And both of those are running right now. We have multiple fans and it still feels like someone you know, basically just lit a fire and and decided to close the door and it just, it's baking. So wherever you are, I hope you're a lot more comfortable. Um, I'm going to go sign myself up for a cruise to Alaska sometime soon because I'm just done with this. And it's not even July yet. Like it's, it's kind of crazy. California is, you know, in this like, you know, year, multiple year long drought, I think they call it. And you know, it just gets hotter and hotter. The you know California wildfires just you know keep popping up more and more. And before you know it, this uh, California is just going to burn to the ground. So we should probably succeed from uh, secede from the United States first. You know, because California has a different point of view of everything compared to the rest of the country. So California and New York should secede first before the flames take us over, and then we just burn to a crisp. So, um, so anyways. I wanted to talk today about all the things that are kind of happening in the world. It's too many like individual subjects and, you know, I I don't want to jump too much into the in depth in any one specific subject, but I I had a kind of a generalized question, which was, you know, with all the stuff that's happening, you know, Roe versus Wade and school shootings and, you know, the war in Ukraine and all that stuff has the U S past its prime. And I mean that. Has this country finally started going downhill on a permanent basis? Now, we're currently the generation that, you know, is the, the more or less the, the ruling body uh, of this country. And, you know, usually when you're right in the middle of a situation at that time, it feels like that is the worst possible situation that you could be in or a scenario. Um, case in point, when I went to the army, I thought when, especially when I went into boot camp, I thought while I was in, this was the worst possible thing ever. I hated it. Couldn't stand it. You know, even after boot camp and AIT, I just, I just, there was no, I hated the situations. Every scenario I found myself in just, everything sucked. And, you know, after the fact, in retrospect, when I look into it, it's like, Eh, it wasn't so bad because, you know, right now, right now sucks even more. So, you know, it, it's, it's all a matter of perspective, I guess. But, you know, I, I'm curious, what do you guys, what do you guys think? Do you think that we are going to be considered the, the U.S.'s greatest generation, the one that really pulls America out from the ashes and, and 
reignites the torch of liberty to the point where we can actually, you know, stand side by side, you know, shoulder to shoulder and say, you know, we, we, we improved how the world sees America and how we as Americans feel about this country. And, and we did good. We, you know, fought for silver liberties. We fought for, you know, um, for the betterment of, of all Americans, you know, we protected people who were oppressed. Uh, we uh, fought for equal rights across the board, you know, for education for our children. Do you really think that that's going to be what they see from our generation, from the current generations that exist now, right now? And I don't think so. Whether you're a little bit on the older side and maybe you're closing in near Biden's age or you just recently got to vote. I'm sorry. I know that I'm covering multiple generations there, but I really don't think that history is going to remember any of us at this stage as the one, the the really strong generation for America, the ones that really did fight for it because we're too divisive with each other. We simply see a subject and we have to, we just have to form an opinion on it and not hear the other side. And then we become radicalized from our point of view. And then we just start conflicting with each other. You know, whatever happened to listening to one side of the fence and then try to empathize and, and see their point of view before actually providing a recourse. Nowadays, all you see, especially on, you know, uh, not news channels, but uh, uh, comedy channels, Comedy Central, things like that, you know, they, they antagonize the opposite political party with, you know, certain questions. And yes, it's entertaining from, from a value standpoint. I, I find it very hilarious that some people can be that knuckleheaded, but that's the whole point. We are, we are so entertained by pissing other people off that there's no way we're going to be able to come to some sort of understanding. And then it's just a matter of, Oh, well, you're a Democrat. Well, fuck you. Oh, you're a Republican. Well, fuck you too. You know, there, there's, there's going to be no commonality. You know, everyone decides that because they are this, they can be nothing else. And if you are something else, fuck you. We are right. You are wrong. End of sentence, full stop. And pretty much nothing else expands from there. It becomes simply a matter of you either do join our point, our point of view, our opinion, our political party, whatever, and then turn around. And, and if you don't, then we're going to berate you, mock you, make fun of you, and show the world how you're wrong by just making you feel so small. And I'm, again, this is from both sides of the fence, from the political side as well as other subject matters. No one ever takes the time to actually see a middle ground. And I think that one reason right there above everything else that we are doing or are not doing, like save the environment, for example, apparently everyone forgot about that for fucking ever. I think that's the reason why, um, when history comes knocking, they're going to see these generations as generations that just fought. There was a lot of internal strife. Um, and this country really just did nothing. And it's really sad. Now, do do I have a particular favorite? Um, I'm going to kind of go with a kind of an obvious response and say the World War II generations. They were the ones that put up with so much shit. They were the ones that had to sacrifice and had to 
you know, lose so much and sacrifice so much. And that's just here in America, not to mention, you know, Europe, especially in, in Asia, uh, what happened during World War II. But, you know, there was one thing about that generation that at least more or less from a historical standpoint, people seem to be able to agree upon is that everyone there basically knew who the enemy was, even if they were wrong in some cases. For example, here in the U.S., you know, it's it's very commonly known that uh, after the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor, that especially here on the West Coast, um, Asian Americans were sent to concentration camps or holding camps. I forget the exact terminology um, in order to make sure that they weren't spies or their saboteurs. And, you know, they're obviously they obviously weren't the enemy. However, in the long grand scheme of things, people knew that Hitler and Hitler's Germany, Hitler's regime, the Nazi party was in fact the enemy. So many people were able to get on board with that, that the consensus was very clear that that had to stop. And so they were able to rally and unite under a common banner, a common mindset, which was, this is definitely something in our world that needs to change. And they made it happen. Now, in some cases that was forced rather than, you know, willingly applied it was due to a defense pact agreement between two countries. You know, it, there's there's many different reasons as to how they were brought into the war, but they still did it. And obviously, the world is very, very different compared to what Hitler would have possibly brought in if he and Japan had actually won. And Italy, rather. But that generation did so much with so little... In, in those years, in, in you know the late twenties, thirties, and forties, when situations were ramping up, things were being going into chaos, and then finally the war itself. There's, I honestly don't think the modern day generations would actually be able to hack that. I honestly don't. Whether it's due to fear of nuclear war, or you know biological chemical weapons, or just simply the appetite for combat, I I don't see the modern generations collectively being able to do what the world war two generations did. And, you know, it's, it's sad, you know, that's, that's just the way I see it though. Um, now I think the United States really took a turn, not so much after world war two. Uh, they, they were, they were, there was still the camaraderie. They were still the, yes, let's focus. Let's, you know, focus on America. Let's focus on rebuilding and restructuring and making the world a better place. There was still a lot of that after the war ended, but I honestly think the, the U.S. really started to turn after the Soviets fell, because just like during the World War II era, we needed a common enemy to focus on. And that was the Soviets for so long. And then finally, when the Soviet Union fell, we were the dominant power. And, you know, great. Yeah. Hey, wonderful. But you know, who do we point at and say, hey, you're the enemy now. Let's all hate you. Because that's how we do things. That's that's how our political system works. That's how our media works. And since they really didn't have any major enemy outside of the United States, well, guess what happened next? The United States became its own enemy. If we can't find an enemy from the outside, well, we sure as shit can probably find an enemy from the inside. And, you know, it just, it's exploded since then. 
I mean, look how divisive politics are now. You know, you're either a Democrat or Republican, and if you happen to be one, you can't be the other. You can't have any sort of agreement with the other side of the fence, because if you do, you're a traitor to the party that you say you're connected to. And there's there's no middle ground. There's no willing to communicate and find a commonality. And I, I just I just think that's so stupid. You know, we're, we're we are a country that was enhanced and made great by the different mindsets, the different ethnicities, the different cultures, the, the religions, the creeds. We were enhanced by that. We were made stronger by that, regardless of who actually found it. You know, our diversity is our strength. But the, to fight that, to start, you know, identifying each other based off their religion or their sexual identity, I don't give a fuck. We are Americans first. I could care less if you're Chinese, Indian, Italian. It doesn't fucking matter. Because you are a human being. And we need to treat each other with respect. Not only treat each other with respect once we identify what their political party or their their religion is. I mean, after 9-11, look how childish and adolescent we were after 9-11 if you had a turban if you even said the word chic or if you even spoke a, a hint of arabic or even looked a little arabic you were harassed you were tormented for many many years and probably still even goes on it's pathetic that people automatically assume that you are going to be some way do something because of a stereotype they have built in their head and we call ourselves enlightened. We call ourselves, you know, the, the leader of de democracy or the leader of the free world. What the fuck is free in the United States anymore? You go down to certain parts of the country, say nothing, look at no one. Just by your sheer presence in a geographic area of this country, you're, you could be harassed, berated, possibly even shot and killed just for the simple fact of being there. I don't understand why our politicians continuously lie to us and even more so play into the whole divisive nature of we're right, they're wrong. And we're going to make sure everyone sees that end of story. So no, we're not going to be the greatest generation. You know, this country have started to fall since the Soviets. We continue to attack each other. And the next couple of years are probably going to be very telling because, you know, we had the Soviets pegged as our, as our enemies for so long. And, you know, China has grown in power very much since then. What is the United States going to do? Is it going to, you know, gather under a banner in defense of Ukraine, for example? No, probably not. Because even now with that war still going on, we still don't see uh, news reports on that anymore. All of it's about the more recent events because media wants us to, uh, to segue over American appetite for continuous bad news is very finite to a heavy degree, but I honestly don't think we're going to be doing much in the next couple of years. I think we're going to let other countries become a bit more headliners, not by choice. I think we're too busy with our internal squabbling to really say much. Now, is there hope? Is there hope for a resurgence for this country? I sure shit hope so. I mean, I'm a fan of the red, white, and blue. I mean, I fucking serve the country. You know, might as well 
have it be number one, USA, USA. I hope it does. But if it doesn't, then let's support the ones that we know can really be um, a good leader going forward. Let's support Germany. Let's support the UK. Let's support Canada. Let's, let's support other countries that can also be leaders of the quote-unquote free world. Let's, let's work with our allies to make sure that you know, we're, we're taking care of what we can take care of. Because China, sure as shit, is, is growing still in the world. Russia is going to manipulate the systems as best as they can. You know, we, we do need to join forces and make sure that they know that we are strong together, even if we're not strong apart. And our political system is very well televised. Everyone knows what's going on. But I do hope that at some point, Americans as a whole decide that they're tired of this bickering, this back and forth, this desire to constantly, you know, put someone down, help a fellow man out or woman or he, she, they, whatever you identify as stand side to side with them, you know, don't treat them different just because they may look different. You wouldn't want it if it was done to you. They obviously don't want it when it's done to them. Just treat them as a fellow human being. And honestly, I think this generation can see a lot. This could be seen as a generations that heal rather than fight, that repair rather than tear apart. It's within us to do so. We just simply have to stop, take a breath, pull back from all this anger and hatred, and start talking. Because if you start to talk, people start to listen. And if people are listening, people might potentially see something about what you're saying that makes sense to them. And if you can get that rapport going, if you can get that conversation started to where it starts to make sense for their side as well as yours then you just took the first step in healing of a very potentially divisive subject. And both sides are now at least willing to try and come to some sort of understanding or agreement or, or plan for resolution. Because going and attacking someone based on their beliefs is not going to work. Now, I wish we as mankind would figure that out, because if we don't, we in this planet are relatively good, good, gone, and screwed, and I hope we're not. So, anyways, I know this was a little bit more of a, a darker macro kind of point of view, but I just had to get it out there. So, if you have a particular stance on a subject just take a moment and see what try to be em, empathetic about it and see what the other side might view it as now i'm not asking you to change your opinion i'm not asking you to change your mindset but at least being able to see something from someone else's point of view would at least allow you to at least have some sort of ideas to why they are the way they are and you probably know someone that is opposite your point of view. 
Now, again, I'm not saying go out there and try to change people's minds, but you know, if you do start talking about that subject with them, just mention that, you know, I can understand. I, you know, I thought about it and I can appreciate that. You know, you, you do have points on this subject. Now, I'm not saying I agree with you, but, you know, I, I could see why you value your opinion on this. And that may not do anything. You know, you may have a great relationship with that person. They decide, oh, it's a sensitive subject. Let's move on. Or it's someone who is just so hard and fast about their side of the fence that, you know, they, they lash out at you just because it's a subject you two disagree about. Give it a shot. See if it works. Because if we don't start talking about how to fix things and just continue to yell and berate at each other, nothing's going to change. And if nothing's going to change, things are going to get worse. And if things are going to get worse, then assuming that the U.S. is still around in 200, 300 years, hopefully they'll start to look at us and at this generation and say, that's where people started to talk. Not yell, but started to talk. And that's where the change started to happen. So, thank you for listening. I hope you have a good one.